0: Welcome to the show. I am that Chris Gore. You are listening to Podcrash. And this is a very special edition of the show. Of course, I say that every time. What makes this special? Um, I'm going to be telling you about a uh, a couple interesting run-ins I had with the FBI um, through a show called Storyworthy. Uh, But before we get to that, um, I know a lot of people are concerned about uh, the FBI's monitoring of social media. Uh, There was a case uh, this last week where two British tourists were actually uh, questioned, taken off of their flight as they arrived to the United States, questioned, and then returned back to uh, their homeland of old England, after they had tweeted some things about destroying America. And by destroy, they meant just get really plastered and drunk. Um, I just wonder if uh, the the folks at the FBI um, actually thought to maybe go back into the timeline of these people and actually see, you know, are they al-Qaeda, and, and if you see the entirety of someone's timeline uh, as some representation of who, who they are on the Internet, uh, are, are, these, are these people really terrorists? It just sounds like they like to have fun and drink. And I, I, the thing that also bothers me about this story is not just the fact that, uh, uh, you know, how, how these people were treated when they came here, but, but the fact that our, our, our government has time to waste reading people's tweets and responding to them. And I, I know that there's been some discussion of FBI's monitoring of Facebook. And I, I, I guess I would just advise you uh, and tell you what I do, and you, you feel free to do this. Uh, just lie. I lie or I, I not, I'm giving you uh, a, a something of a representation of my real life, but my real private life is something that I only really talk about on this podcast. And and, and is the FBI really going to have time to listen to this? Uh, they'll read a tweet or two, but are they going to listen to this uh, full hour or so show today? Probably not. Um, I'm also in overwhelm mode because I uh, recently learned that I'll be doing a panel at WonderCon in Anaheim, California, on Saturday, March 17th um, at 7 p.m. in the evening, where I'll be presenting... Representing some new projects that I'm working on, some of which I have talked about and some I have not. So that's going to be a very interesting WonderCon. And WonderCon, a lot of you are scratching your heads. WonderCon uh, normally took place in San Francisco, but because they're doing construction on the convention center there, uh, WonderCon will be in Anaheim, California for just this one year. So I think it's uh it's lucky that we get to to experience that. It's just a quick drive uh down south for me and uh, all the folks that'll be on that panel. Um, also have some upcoming stand updates, but I'm not going to bug you cuz uh, that's uh, uh ways off. But you know what? You know what I want to tell you about? Our show is on Stitcher. That's right. You can listen on your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, web phone, whatever you got. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store at stitcher.com. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. And I've been doing this plug since about – since early in the show – since maybe the second or third show about Stitcher when – because we're available on there. But if you're already listening and you're hearing this plug about Stitcher, I, I don't understand why I need to tell you this. You already know that Stitcher exists because you're you're listening to this maybe on Stitcher. Maybe you're listening to it on iTunes. So you're already doing this. Secondly – what do I get out of this? I'm not getting any, any uh, advertising kickback from them. I'm just telling you about Stitcher, which is another way to, to listen to the show. I, I, I don't understand the point of this. Maybe we've got to stop with this Stitcher plug. Um, but I do have a plug. You know, it is absolutely cold. A lot of places in the area. It gets cold here uh, in, in Los Angeles. But you know what keeps me warm? Spirit hoods. It's a fashionable hood, which comes with a little scarf. And a place to put your hands, like a little mitten type thing. And they're so cute. Um, uh, they come in all sorts of styles. Especially girls look really good in these hair, I'll tell you something. Uh, all sorts of styles brown bear, red fox, skunk, panda, gray wolf, red wolf, snow leopard. If you go to spirithoods.com, enter the offer code PodCrash, you'll get 15% off your order. I like the gray wolf uh, because I like that uh, film, The Gray. I do want to thank SpiritHoods.com for stepping up and uh, becoming a sponsor of Podcrash here. Uh, We need all the sponsors we can get because I have not found out the secret uh, to actually uh, making money with this podcast. Not that that should actually be a goal, but I wanted to at least pay for – uh, these The microphones and the software and whatnot that i 've had to buy to to uh, present this to you and and give it away for free, uh, which I will continue to do of course uh, in fact what 's funny is is uh, something that you actually none of you get to hear uh, whenever I go on any podcast um, at the beginning uh, before we 've even started recording i I just ask. What do you guys use uh to record your podcast? uh what do you uh, how, are you making any money with advertising just as a way to kind of you know from one peer to another find out what's you know how people are making a go of it um in the realm of in the world of podcasts and and um I'm, I'm sure that actually that would make a an interesting podcast down the line maybe maybe on our one year anniversary. um I'd also like to throw in a little little interesting information uh Super Bowls this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I am a football fan um, and I I actually did a crash, a football podcast and uh, that episode will go up because I actually made my Super Bowl predictions on this football podcast, but that podcast will go up the night of the Super Bowl. So after the Super Bowl, um, I'll probably be recording from my Super Bowl party. Uh, That's where I'll just because I'm, how am I going to know? I'm going to have to do it right there. So I'll record uh, the wraparounds and whatnot for that show, and that'll go up uh, the night uh, of the Super Bowl, which is, for me, it's like, it's like a national holiday. It's a national holiday uh, when the Super Bowl is on, uh, and, I, and I can't wait for that. It's, even though I have no dog in this fight, I really, I really don't care. What I hope for is a good game. Uh, so good game and some good commercials. I can't wait to see that Avengers commercial. That looks, that looks amazing. I think it's, it's going to be incredible. But let's get to this week's crash. Uh, I was on a show called Storyworthy with Christine Blackburn and heinous Finney. And Storyworthy is a show so – first of all, I feel honored to be on it, on Storyworthy. I, I, it's, it's a show that invites all sorts of types of people on the show from writers, artists, actors, uh, just creative types – uh, in the entertainment industry, and, and uh, they request that you write a story that takes about five minutes to read, and and you you come with this story that's written. So I had to write this story in advance. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's uh, what a couple thousand words. It's I timed it out. It wasn't quite maybe fifteen hundred words, and I brought my story. Uh, they they ask you to to read the story. And then, and then you discuss that story. And the, the, the premise of the show is that everybody's got a story. And I, I really like this. And it's, the, the tone of the show also is fun. I mean Christine and Heinous are, are really funny. I mean they're, they're entertainers uh, in their own right. I mean Heinous uh, does stand-up comedy. Christine's an actress. So, so they're really entertaining. And, and uh, it, was, they, it, was, it was a blast to just be on that show because it's, it's kind of like it's like NPR but you can say fuck. So I thought that was great. It's like it's, it's sort of the, the reverence of NPR, but you can throw a, a curse word in there, uh, which is perfect for me because I at, at some point – I don't know when it's going to be. Uh, there might be an episode of Podcrash that I don't have to put the explicit rating on. I don't know when that's going to be. I think it's going to be a while. But uh, re- really happy with uh, my appearance here on, on Storyworthy because I I was able to discuss my run-ins with the FBI. It's it's weird. It's it's like – I told you this story, it's, 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 it almost starts like a joke. Am I running with the FBI that involves Charlie Sheen and, and a snuff film and John Hinckley?
1: Welcome to Storyworthy. I am Christine Blackburn, and I'm here with...
0: Hannah
2: Spinney, and we're coming to you from the headquarters of the Federal Bureau of Investigation at 935 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest in Washington, D.C.
1: That would be the FBI, if the anybody's FBI. Like wanting to shorten what you just said.
2: I like to, when people smoked and drank on TV, that was a better time. I
1: know, I believe that. Uh, all right, you guys. Uh, Chris, like I said, movie geek. He is also a full-fledged nerd, See, he wrote these words, and I don't know his words. It's,
0: it's uh, pronounced nerd celebrity.:
1: nerd I know this. Ah. I know this. You find him over at a, at a website. It's called, ready? Wait for it. ChrisGore.com.
0: Yes, I'm there right now.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, put your hands together for Chris Gore.
0: Thank, thank you. Thank you. As a teenager filled with passion, pointless arrogance, and no publishing experience, I learned everything on the job. My underground magazine film threat was a project I undertook right out of high school, and I was determined to make the zine an important voice in the discussion of movies. And by important voice, I meant a loud one, of course. One idea to get attention that sounded pretty good at the time was asking a former presidential assassin to review movies for my up-and-coming magazine. Having made friends with fringe film writers all over the country, I discovered one named Jack Stevenson, who was buds with John Hinckley Jr. Yes, the John Hinckley Jr., the man who unsuccessfully attempted to assassinate President Ronald Reagan. But more importantly to me, he was a movie guy, as he was inspired to action by one of my favorite films, Taxi Driver. Some people are inspired to start a movie magazine, others try to kill presidents, but we both had in common a passion for great cinema. I asked John if he would review Taxi Driver. I thought it would be nice to get his thoughts about the film. And I know he was trying to impress a girl with his plan. I mean, aren't we all? Maybe Jodie Foster would read my magazine. I could impress her myself. And without jail time. The review arrived in the form of a letter. And it was a disappointment. It was not the review of Taxi Driver that I'd hoped for. But I'll read it to you anyway. After some pleasantries which was nice. John said, As for the film review, I don't think I can do it. I haven't seen an entire movie since I've been locked up. Taxi driver sucks, and I don't want to write about that. Success! He gave his opinion. Hinkley went on to say, By the way, send me Manson's address if you have it. Squeaky Fromm wrote to me, there must be some very small group of presidential assassins and jail-bound celebrities who feel some sort of kinship. Hinkley ended his letter by saying, Do good, be good, look good, and shit good. You'll live a long and healthy life. Regards, John Hinckley. Well, it wasn't what I hoped for, but he did say, Taxi driver sucks. That was enough for me, and I published the letter with a snipe on the cover of Film Threat, which read, John Hinckley Reviews Taxi Driver. The quote from Hinckley received national attention, but my magazine did not. In fact, each article that mentioned the Hinckley quote seemed to go out of their way to avoid mentioning the source. I was a very early anti-mainstream media advocate as a result. And worse, Film Threat Magazine and myself then got the attention of the FBI. The magazine and I were added to a watch list, which I guess is something that might happen when you correspond with a presidential assassin, although I did take comfort in knowing that some FBI agent somewhere was getting an education in alternative cinema. This would be my first, but not last, run-in with the FBI. The second was after I moved to Los Angeles and met Charlie Sheen. Charlie had just finished up working on a film called The Chase, and I met the young director Adam Rifkin. Adam, like me, was into strange alternative films like Legend of the Overfiend, and so was Charlie. After borrowing several gems from my collection, I found myself a kind of dealer of bootleg VHS oddities for Charlie Sheen to enjoy. But one film shocked Sheen to the core. It was a Japanese horror film called Guinea Pig, in which a woman is led to a room, murdered and dissected, Effectively, autopsied alive. It's not something I personally liked. I'm not one for gore, even though that's my last name. But it was fake. Anyone with the knowledge of special effects could tell it was fake, but not Charlie. He thought he had seen an actual snuff film, and he reported it to the FBI. In fact, he turned over his copy of the tape to an agent and gave him my phone number. I waited by the phone for an interview with the FBI. We're merely looking to confirm some facts about this snuff film. I was told to turn over my original and then the source of the tape, which was a bootleg video dealer from the Midwest, who would reward me the next time I saw him with a beer over my head. After a grueling, nerve-wracking, hour-long interview, I convinced the FBI that this film was in fact a fake. Months later, a story broke in the media that Charlie Sheen was to receive a letter of commendation as a good citizen (laughs) from the FBI. This story broke in the newspaper and the news magazines and all four news channels. It was the early 90s. There weren't that many channels. The story mentioned a VHS snuff film obtained from a bootlegger that Charlie had turned in. This time, I was pleased that my name did not appear. And as one of the few people to make Charlie Sheen look good, I guess I should feel some sense of accomplishment. Uh, There's no moral to the story, except uh, the one that comes to mind with each lesson that I learned on this job. I'm an idiot. Ah,
2: fabulous, fabulous.
1: Wow, this is amazing. This is like a Charlie Sheen story before Charlie Sheen was really on the asshole radar.
0: Uh, I I know a lot of you are probably going to ask, and I will answer the obvious question. Yes, that's an absolutely true story Um, that happened in the early stages of film threat back when it was a fanzine in Detroit. Uh, I think it was issue number 11. Which has a, an image of Alfred Hitchcock being being hung to death on the cover. But but um I've been working actually for the last couple of years on a on a book about uh film threat, my early experiences, and, and there are celebrities that pop here and there and and um it's not some gossipy tell all type of thing. Uh if anybody looks bad in the book, it's me pretty much consistently because I'm always learning a lesson, but but after it's too late by just making stupid decisions and stupid choices. So um uh, but some, uh, but a lot of those stupid choices end up being the source of entertainment, uh, like the rest of this podcast so let 's get back to uh, story worthy uh, here it is exactly i mean he had done you know he had done a platoon and he 'd done some 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 really amazing work oh, he prof- up yeah
1: he had proved yeah. himself as an actor but I right. mean before he started I don't know if it's what, no before what?
2: It, it's not so much this is more the crazy radar I think I see they like yeah. not being able to not living in reality because you're drunk all, or high all the time like watching some stupid Japanese horror film and thinking this is real he must Only a really he, high person would right have.
0: he must have been high because um I mean it, it's one of those things where they're trying to make a fake snuff film right and I'm not a fan of this I'm a fan of that type of genre I mean I don't like the torture porn well that's that they good today. to hear
1: because i'll be honest with you chris i don't know if we would have had yeah, you on exactly. here if, if sean had opened up with uh chris gore a fan of snuff films
0: well you know i did pitch a couple other stories to you guys that i could have told i think this was probably the lightest uh, i love this story are you
1: kidding me really? you say you talked to john hinckley i almost lost my mind <laughs> i was so excited and he has did, an address you could write to him he, too what, what uh prison is he in
0: uh, you know what i don't even remember this was about nineteen eighty seven. Did he have a voice like you were saying,
1: or were you making that voice up?
0: No, I was just making that voice up. Because I was he, just, so that you could tell the difference. Your so voice, that it sounded really cool. Yeah,
1: your voice is yeah. who? I'll tell you right now.
0: Who's my voice? Danny Bonaducci. Danny I'm Danny Bonaducci. No, well, you're you not. Go. You're no. not a red pants. you have pants. natural
1: silver hair.
0: Yes, it's a uh, it's gentlemen. It's a salt and peppery pile of delicious. That's, That's what exactly
1: I right. You go to storyworthypodcast.com and right there you You'll won't see, see Chris Gore's picture. No, no, I told you, dude, they didn't submit that. Well, yeah, but we just I'll took the pictures. I'm I'll not gonna picture. put the bloody picture on. Tell me about that.
0: Uh, that was I had um g 4 TV on uh X play and/or Attack of the Show. We sometimes do comedy bits, and for one of the comedy bits, I was to be ripped apart and eaten alive by a werewolf, and so Nothing I was covered funnier. in blood. Nothing oh, funnier.
1: Nothing funnier. Hilarious.
0: So I spent all night uh, at this shoot, and the end of the shoot, I was covered in blood, and I thought, would it be funny to get a picture covered? In blood? Yeah. So I yeah. did. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I actually, guy, I think you sent me a Facebook friend request, which I you, I, you I ignored. Accepted. I accepted <gasps> it. You did. Yeah, just before I came over here. That's really cool, man. And I didn't, I didn't connect. I did the thing I always do on Facebook, which is if I see a hot girl request that she be my friend, right. I just click yes, not really caring whether yeah. or not I actually know her. Now,
1: here's what's a little disturbing here, folks, is that my <laughs> Facebook page is of me when I was three. So that's... <laughs> disturbing but i think that chris gore i well, think he's not no, no, the, no, the actual that's picture right. no
0: it's 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 i think it's your headshot it's got to be your headshot let me ask you it's this smoking hot picture i got to say let
1: me ask you this did yeah. he really mention squeaky
0: from yes well yeah it's in the letter i mean i know but did he from, he really did he did mention squeaky from he Isn't started that corresponding with squeaky from i mean
1: it almost seems like that's uh, and then it's like mes- a
0: club it's like a club there would be a Facebook if they had Facebook in prison mm-hmm. they would have groups dedicated to people who tried to assassinate presidents
1: so it could be this uh, the serial killer book that sounds sure. like a
2: Stephen Sondheim musical oh wait it is
1: <laughs> right All right, here's, right. by I'm, the way I
0: just have, can
2: I just say I'm, yeah. I'm on Chris Gore's website and yes. uh, right here I really like this uh, I don't know even where this is from Chris Gore's number one guilty movie pleasure
0: Schindler's List for the nudity <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about this. For, I was on another <laughs> podcast called, uh, uh, it was uh, The Film Vault, and we yes. were talking about top five guilty movie pleasure. Yes. My number one was Schindler's List because, and let me just say that it's the only time in network, telev- network television history where full frontal nudity has actually been on uh, TV. Really? You know, there's a big Wait, disclaimer. What
1: about my, the beautiful, my Beautiful Life, that one, that Italian one when the guy uh, Roberto didn't show Benigni. That not on, on network American. television. network. No, okay, it on okay. The I just remember network some frontal <sighs> nudity. I remember that in the movie
0: yes well so there's nudity looked, in all of those movies concentration about the hol- camp about nudity. we it's could talk CCM. about concentration camp nudity like all day yeah but that one was just it was distinct because it was just so shocking first of all without with limited commercial interruption i'll like we'll be showing steven spielberg's schindler schindler's list also lots of nudity yeah it's, which, a, it's a very special when you were special... a kid and they gave you those little warnings at the beginning right. of TV it yeah. was good you never you never oh, i just did thought did that two on things roots.
1: they did that on roots Right, right. Right.
2: You're going to watch a really pompous piece of crap. That was the Roots one.
1: Now, two (laughs) things. First (laughs) of all,
2: I remember when I was probably about 13, for some reason on the 5 o'clock local news in Milwaukee, they did uh, showing women how to do a breast exam completely live and breastful yeah and but 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 it was Honest. like a, in real time okay. in the studio i understand and i'm like it's five o'clock i'm looking at boobs on tv my head's going to okay explode. do you What's- remember
1: the movie uh, office space Yes. Okay. And that's what the guy was watching in his side of the condo. He kept watching breast exams on television. You remember that? Oh, and he invited no. I his forgot buddy that over. part. Come on. You we'll know say, the wait, movies. You can
0: always get away with anything uh, med- nudity Medically, when it comes to medical. Medical, You can that's say right. words like penis. Yes. Vagina. It's not as sexy as the other words for those... Yeah, this, this was the age where when you saw that little warning that was at the beginning of a TV show, you did not tune away. That was one of those things where you wanted to close the door, make sure that no one could pop in unannounced, uh, dim the lights, and get ready for possible side boob. Um, but that was rare. And, and, and these days now, with two clicks, you can see anything on the internet. Any sex act is, can, is, is two clicks away from the eyeballs of anyone so and i'm not complaining i think that i think that technology provides us a great way to waste a lot of time these days but but uh back in that day it was it was literally like being a california miner going through the pan and 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 shaking it trying to find that one little gold piece that one little gold piece of i see part of a butt oh i'm shaking i'm shaking the pan oh i'm seeing gold it's some boob i'm shaking the pan again vagina which was weird being a, a kid but uh what what can you say uh, anyways, uh, back to story.
1: All right, let me just say this. Chris Gore, I think you're a lucky man that you always have been following your dream.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Yes. Uh, e- either that or no, un- I'm unemployable. That's no, pretty much where I... No, think that's, that's
1: I, true, but yeah. have you ever been a waiter?
0: Uh, I, You know what? I worked in restaurants when I was a teenager, but since I've moved out to Los Angeles, I've never had... Oh, I've always had a job I pursued or I just make up a job. Like, right. I think there should be a book about film festivals. There isn't one to help filmmakers. Right. I'm tired of filmmakers I like not succeeding. I should just tell them what they can do to help them increase their chances. So I just I wrote that book I, and sort of one job led, well, you know led what? to another. it's refreshing
1: though that now uh, so many of these programs and software is on a consumer level that we can do those things because like, we have this podcast and it's like, well, wh- 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 why do you have the podcast? You're not really making any money. Yeah, it's true, but if I say I want to do a podcast or I want my my own television show, and then I can, and I don't. Well, maybe I really don't want my own show. Well, does I think that make sense? I think that, uh, that I yeah.
0: take sort of a Zen approach to stuff. Like I, I don't care about like I. I've, I've never. I've only auditioned a couple times, but I don't really go out for jobs. What I do is I just don't crash care. Podcasts. I don't care, and I like to party and have fun and hang out, and then people see that when I meet them, and then I end up being the guy that doesn't have an agenda at the Hollywood party. My agenda is to have the most fun and or use up all of the fun in the room and I end up being the fun guy <laughs> that everyone wants to hang out with. And then they're like, we should work together someday. And I, I'm sure, yeah, whatever. You know, if it makes sense, cool. But, Ladies and gentlemen, that's you heard how, it here first.
2: Okay, I'm going to do that now. I'm going to do that. I'm going to suck so, the fun and like the room. Thread,
0: I'll say like film threat, I never really made money on it. I mean, it was one of those things where it was always like a, a labor of love and something was kind of giving back to the indie film community. Yeah. So I never made money from it. However, I would say that every opportunity that came to me came from Film Threat. So by doing Film Threat for nothing... I got opportunities to write books, well, clearly, to do television shows. Because I feel,
1: it's preparedness meets right. the opportunity. And you can only get prepared if, in fact, you work and then you create your own work. And, right. in fact, next thing you know, you're living the dream. Right. You're crashing
0: podcasts. Right. and I feel You're like, not a whore at all.
1: <laughs>
2: that like is the dream.
0: are the same way. Like, a lot of people doing podcasts. It's like, well, you've seen podcasts go from a podcast to a television show. I mean, to me, story-worthy of all the podcasts I've been on is so built to be a television show. Ladies and gentlemen. show. So is, is it television. IFC calling you now? Wow, it's so brilliant. Thank it's you, Chris. Brilliant. Or. Well, it's a I think so too. Here's a the
1: tagline, Honest. You know, I'm pitching the show around town now. And I, sure, the shotgun story with you. The
2: game show version. The
1: game show podcast. It's a fast paced game of truth. And what I say to the folks is you may not sing and you may not dance, but you have a story because everyone has a story.
2: Coming up on IFC. But first, uh, no, but, no, I'm the Adams serious. family.
1: Now, no, I'm, I'm, it. I'm excited about it. It's a great concept Thanks, of her show. Okay, okay, Chris Gore, here's what I want to ask you. Yes. Recently, I was listening to you on another podcast.
0: You listened to me on another. You know what? That's like, it's very meta of you to do that. It's, it's,
1: well, no, I prepare when I do guests. I'm it, really into it. Like, I enjoy it. I'm curious about people. I want to know who's coming into my home. I want to know who I'm talking to. It's I have like no idea who anyone
2: is ever. Oh really?
1: <laughs> and no, Hannes doesn't. But like I was just telling to that other guest that was here earlier, Hannes Naomi. The good news about you is you don't prepare. You don't give a shit. No, but I'm a
2: reactor. You That's are what I do. a
1: reactor, and you play the part you're supposed to play, which is my. What are you? What am What are you? My muse?
2: No, my, no, my. Uh, you're unorganized. Wow. Jorge, you're talking about Jorge lack of organization. You would not think I'd have words. an answer to this question. Jorge
1: is mouthing words. He's hissing what's the, between. What's the his word stage. is he mouthing? Ladies and gentlemen, motherfucker, I, I am. I the just want to say this one thing. Here's what so you said. Mean. Here's what you said on the podcast, and I had to pause it because I got a little like. Eh! You said you made a. You were with a girl, and what? you made a glazed donut.
0: No, I made her face into a glazed donut. Okay. Yeah. You said that. Which would be, I, some people say cum pirate. I prefer glazed donut. I think that's more polite.
1: All right, you guys, we're going to have to wrap this up. But first, let's play Shotgun Story. Okay, but
2: before we do Shotgun Story, let me tell you this this another quote off the Chris Gore page. This is directed directly at you, Christine. You're going to like this. What did that I say? That Chris Gore, when drinking any, uh, any beer other than Coors Light, this beer has too much taste. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm a, I'm i a, hate
2: uh, coors light and christine drinks it like water uh, well, and what i mean she it's okay. actually okay she, i'm I sorry what
0: she, I right lying. now
2: she's drinking Tecate, the coors light of mexico I, yeah.
0: I like domestic light beer i like to call it the all-day beer yeah light it is beer. an
1: all-day beer it's a breakfast beer is it's, what it is it's a breakfast beer you can drink it all day and it yes, that's it, right doesn't affect you
0: that much yes
1: that's right yeah see Plus, what are you saying? We have something in common. Yes, I am saying I you have something in common. So. I don't think
2: so. You I love. like pours we light.
0: light
1: beer. You want to play this like game or not? Beer. Yes, right. I'll play the game. All right, here we go. So we're gonna
2: game. spin the story where the wheel of truth, and then you will tell us a one minute true story.
1: Oh, this is exciting. Went past drunk take
0: into passport. Okay, I have a passport, but I am one of the luckiest men alive with a passport because because of this very fact, many countries have instituted. Uh, a rule where you are unable to... You're not supposed to smile in your passport photograph. I was able to get my headshot <laughs> onto my passport. Yes. I was in a rush to get to the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, this was in the 90s. I rushed my passport in, I, and, and because I paid the additional rush fee, which is about $65, I was able to send them my passport. And look, I'm not, I'm not gay or anything, but when I look at that passport... <laughs> I would fuck the shit out of me. That's how hot this passport photo is. And I have the most beautiful smile on this passport. Sent it in um, thinking maybe there's no hope I'm actually going to get this through. It got through because of the rush fee. And now everywhere I travel, when I go to other countries, they look at the passport and they think I'm a movie star. Fantastic. You
1: know, see, see, isn't that
0: funny, right. Honest? Now, that is the... That's point. actually true, though. That, that is, is
2: illustrating such... your point.
1: I can't <laughs> tell... T- exactly time illustrating my point. But wait, right. Chris okay. but Every time
0: I show my passport, people look and they go, do you work in the movies? Because I have just this mic. Like, no one like has... Other ding. passport photos are the worst. Yeah, yeah like a ding in yeah, your you can, eye. You can, yeah, you can hear It makes that sound of the...
1: But isn't this Link. interesting? Chris Gore just gave a great illustration on how people don't think they have a story.
0: That's why. And I'm then he, he was wraps like, it up. No, no a, I want to tell drunk, the drunk tech story. story. Was so so good. You know what? I don't, I don't think so. I think I'm not interested. Your headshot oh, on a passport is an awesome story. It was awesome, awesome drunk Tech story. I'm not interested. What all I right, want right. to know
1: is about this passport. And what's funny is most people go to a foreign country, don't they, Hannes
0: They do.
2: He
1: didn't. He went the literal sense. He went the
0: actual booklet. You know what I'm saying? the Actual passport to the actual. Yeah. That's what passport. I'm saying.
1: Yeah. So, and you are a citizen of this country? Yes, I'm a citizen to, of the United I, States. Yes. I just like to be clear.
0: Especially like uh, having used that passport in Germany, I would always get comments because it is illegal to smile in that's a passport photo in Germany. That's just too that's,
2: stereotypical, even for the Germans. No, I really
1: didn't know that. I it's didn't supposed know that. To be, it's
0: supposed to be related to police work. It's easier to identify someone if they're not smiling. You can sort right. of change your face when you smile. Right. So, by not smiling that's in the photograph, hilarious. it's easier for identification. So what's interesting about uh, that uh, story where the segment is, uh, they have this giant wheel uh, where they spin different subjects around the wheel. You'll see things like vacation, mom, passport, drunk tank. It just it was on drunk tank and then just barely inched over and hit passport, which I I, I don't know. I didn't I don't think my story about passport was particularly interesting, but my drunk tank story was really uh, interesting. So I'll relate it to you now real simply. Uh, I'm 19 years old. I'm going to this punk rock club in Detroit called Todd's, which actually has a Facebook fan page, and I post there often. But uh, I would go to this club called Todd's. I'm 19 years old. I've got this haircut that looks like out of Flock of Seagulls, like half my head is shaved and the hair is sort of all swooped where you can't see one eye. Uh, and I still have my driver's license that has that hairstyle. Anyways, me and uh, my buddy, uh, Stefan Hoffman, at the time, we were driving up to Todd's and we were going there, and we had stopped by a place in Detroit, this liquor store. And we knew if we went to sort of a bad area in Detroit, we could get liquor. We could actually get beer, even without a driver's license and even without identific- proper identification saying we were over 21. So we stopped by this liquor store, and I got a – and I remember exactly the brand of the beer. It was Big Jug Beer. It was a giant thing. It was like one of those big liter size, you know, that you get a Pepsi or Coke. It's a, a beer, and it was Big Jug Beer. We got two of those. And we were driving to to Todd's, uh, which is near like 8 Mile in Detroit. And anyone who knows that area, not the best area of the city, but whatever. Was, this is where Todd's was. We're driving there and pull, pulling up next to us is this beat up Chevrolet next to my car with a bunch of dudes with baseball bats. Absolutely true. These dudes had baseball bats. And uh, Stefan and I were freaked out. We're like, holy crap. Like these are a bunch of white trash assholes looking to beat up some punks. Like we thought we were going to, we thought we were going to die. This is insane. And we got in a high speed chase with these guys, these white dudes with baseball bats. It was nuts. I'm driving high speed through the city of Detroit near Todd's. And then I thought to myself, ding pops into my head. Hey, wait, um, if we just pull up the Todd's, the bouncers at the bar know us. They're actually going to come out and protect us from these these white trash jagoffs with baseball bats. They're gonna they're gonna save our lives. So so we pull up to Todd's. I mean, like we pull into the parking lot, like 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 Starsky and Hutch style. Stop the car. Get out of the car. The the security like walks up because they see there's some situation. The guys get out of their car and they pull out police identification. Throw me on the hood they were undercover cops, smash me on the hood they, they 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 they're basically beating on my friend Stefan and these are undercover cops, and here we are underage caught with alcohol. they take us downtown and we sleep in a cell that smells like it smells like urine i'm going to be honest and and Stefan they came into the cell and actually Punched him a couple times. That's me. I I don't know. Maybe it was because I was wearing a sports coat. I looked almost, you know, semi like a normal person uh, with the exception of my hair. So they take us downtown in the morning in a chain gang and we get put into a larger cell where these dudes are like. And and, and these guys are like, I mean, these are like hardened criminals saying things like, what what are you in for? You know, I'm here for rape, uh, armed robbery, uh, this. I mean, guys like saying, I shot a dude. It comes to us and my friend Steph and I say, yeah, um, we're here uh, for possession of alcohol. The entire jail cell bursts out in laughter at our predicament. We're just two white dudes from the suburbs got caught with beer in our car. Um, I get up before the judge and I uh, uh, button my shirt up, I button my sports coat up, and I say, um, uh, Judge, I would really appreciate if uh, we could uh, forget about this. Um, you know, I don't want it to mar my, uh, my. I'm in college right now and I'm studying pre-law and I, I, I really hope that uh, this wouldn't be held against me. Because the officers Initially, in in our interaction with them, did not identify themselves as police officers. Officers before the the, this giant chase began, we were we basically were let go. So um so I did not get to tell that story on Storyworthy, but you get to enjoy it. And uh, let's go back for the uh, final segment of Storyworthy. Don't get in a high speed chase in Detroit.
1: And now, that's gentlemen. funny. We that gotta wrap is this up. That's a funny story. I, I like know. that. We gotta wrap but this I think, up.
0: I think that you could wear those bloody clothes, forget Halloween, <laughs> just wear them and, and, it was and just out. So foul. This no, is truly. This is something I enjoy doing. This is gonna sound very strange. I'm gonna tell you a strange thing about me that I know that improv comedy is huge in right. Los Angeles. You meet a lot of people yes, involved in improv and? comedy. And I think improv comedy is for pussies. I think that what you should do is just do. I- improv real life like what mm. I like to do is I'll go to a grocery store and spot a stranger trying to pick up a stick of butter and I'll right. just say ah, 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 and they will immediately stop what they're doing it's something <laughs> primal from being a kid when you were when you heard the sound ah, 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 yeah people will stop so what I like to do is I enjoy fucking with people yeah. and so what I'm doing is improv where people ah! aren't aware and maybe you can help me with this I have lived with women I've been with women I have never, in my experience of being with a woman, ever found evidence that any of them ever pooped.
1: How yeah, is that do. kept a secret? It's not.
0: Is it? Is it's it? Not in my house. No, but like what I'm saying is, is that I've lived with women. I'm like, when do they poop? Only at work? When? Do, when wow, is there Chris, evidence of this Chris, ever now occurring? You're, you're, you're being naive. Uh, am I? Yes. All right. Maybe, maybe there where, is there a stealth. The food goes what is in the, the, the method that you use then uh, for the this? The uh, rectum. <laughs> right. Right. I think that you. Yeah. You use the standard Recently method. Recently
1: on Oprah, and I didn't watch it, but I heard it. I don't know where I heard it, but they said that you should have an S-shaped soft poop.
0: S-shaped. That's correct. Huh. Interesting.
2: You know, uh, my fiance makes me watch Doctor Oz.
1: You told me that. That's and, degrading, uh, man. That's fucking degrading. <laughs> no, no, she makes you What's watch that she doesn't make me dr
2: oz is a, a, it's a it's a it's a um turkish uh doctor guy with the biggest met. eyebrows in the world yeah. all the women want to fuck him uh I mean, and and well i all the women watch his show mm. anyhow the point is that he was like you know the way people you know poop in the, you know you just squat down in in real life so we really should, our legs should be higher than your than your butt, which is actually true. But then he demonstrates squatting by squatting, and I'm like, well, now I'm thinking about Doctor Oz, the hairiest man in the world, right. Pooping in the desert. Honest, I didn't I didn't enjoy that image. Right. That's Honest, what I'm saying. Remember
1: our old acting teacher Brian Reese? He's not old, and we're not old, but we used to take this class, which was a well, while. We're from, old, so but he's I still young. Old. I don't know how that works. he's the greatest. But the point is. Uh, he used to say, if you have an option in an, in an in audition, stand up. Because what happens when you're in an audition and you sit down, you lean forward. And next thing they think is...
2: Yeah, you're on the toilet. You, you look exactly like you're on the That's toilet. That's exactly right. So never sit forward.
1: Stand.
0: I'm sorry to have derailed the podcast. Uh, this is this <laughs> usually happens when I come out. Well, wait. You are, are you a podcrasher. You're a podcrasher. That's true. Isn't That's this true. what you do? Well, it's <laughs> the, the premise for my show is um, that I'm too lazy to do a podcast. I see. So, so I just go on other people's podcasts, and then I use the audio, audio from this podcast I put on my podcast. Oh, please. And then I put it in context. But what I'm also doing is I'm introducing my audience... To other podcasts, and you see how he slips that limited. in. You know what that's called, Hannes? What? Humble Brad Yeah, it's so a humble brag. Is that a humble brag? Yes. That's it. I, I I hey, I'm listen, just, just you help to me, I'll some, help you. There's something in it for both of us, and that's right. and and, and that something
2: is a soft S shaped poo. <laughs> yes,
0: I just don't want to be limited to only speaking about film, or right. I want to talk about. The, you're funny. No, no you're very interesting.
1: Sex. You're super. Well, no, health. Really, canoeing.
0: So that's our show this week. Uh, I really want to thank Christine Blackburn and heinous uh, Finney from Storyworthy. And you can uh, find that podcast at storyworthypodcast.com or follow them on Twitter at Storyworthy. Uh, they even have a Facebook page. So look on Facebook, just uh, look up uh, Storyworthy. And of course, you can follow me at that Chris Gore on Twitter. You can follow the show at Podcast Show. On Twitter, uh, that was a great experience i I really did quite enjoy it It, it allowed me the opportunity to uh, talk about uh, some things that i haven 't really thought about in a long time. I really do like when I see all this stuff about Charlie Sheen in the news and whatnot, I think like I completely forgot about the fact that, oh yes, by the way, remember that time I lent him that videotape, which ended up in a discussion with me and the FBI about a snuff film uh, it 's a stupid story. And something that uh, I may recount in a little bit more detail in this upcoming book that I've been working on for for far too long. Uh, But that's it for this week. And uh, I really appreciate you guys listening. Give us a good review. Go to uh, iTunes and and, you know, if you think we deserve five stars, click on the five stars and post a review. I do read them all and I really appreciate the positive reviews. Those positive reviews are great. They, they help other people discover the show. And then, by way of discovering my show, we'll discover other good shows like Storyworthy. Uh, so thank you so much for doing that. And as I am fond of saying, every week, at the end of every show, if you actually get to this end part, which this will go down in history as our shortest episode ever, unless I keep talking, I'm going to say, Let's get out of here! you're still listening to this, you're probably a lot like me. You're the kind of person who stays through the end credits of a movie and looks at all the names. Hey, I know a guy named Dave Williams as the name scrolls by on the screen. Well, for that, you shall be rewarded. If you send a self address stamped envelope to Podcrash with that Chris Gore, 5042 Wilshire Boulevard, PMB 1500, Los Angeles, California, 90036, you shall be rewarded. You will get a gift in return, something small, something that will be a token of my appreciation for listening to the end of the show, and I will thank you for it. Later.